everyone, and we're live. You're tuning into Cosmic Children. I'm your host, Kevin. And today I have a really, really interesting individual in the studio with me. I have Richard in the studio with me. Richard, could you please give an introduction to those who Don't might know not me. know you? Don't know you, yeah. <laughs> of course. I'm uh, almost museum piece right now. A uh, couple more years, maybe? Yeah, almost there. One yeah. foot in the museum already. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Richard. Uh, usually, I used to work with Johnny Two Times Tattoo Studio. And now I'm on my own. Running a little, little, little tattoo studio over at, uh, what do you call that? Alexandra Central. Is there a particular name to this tattoo studio? Yeah, Body Deco. Body Deco. Yeah, you decorate your body. <laughs> so oh. for those who might not be familiar with Johnny Two Times, could you please give an introduction to who he is? Wow. What, no, what is the history with him? That one is uh, a long history. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the pioneer in Singapore. They started tattoo here, mm. right? That was my father. He came down and from India mm-hmm. and then he decided to settle down in Singapore luckily yeah. he didn't choose any other countries around us so after that then we, we I was born and then we kept on doing tattoos and tattoos and tattoos yeah, that's you, it so that, then it passed that sounds down like me. a really condensed version of it this was also in, in the 1940s and the 1930s when he first uh, came 40s 40s no, yeah. he, no he started in the 40s he came here in the 50s yeah early 50s 1950 to be exact yep yeah so mm-hmm. Back then, Singapore was different. You, know? you get quarantine, not like this quarantine, but they get quarantine because you might be dirty, you might be carrying diseases mm-hmm. to Singapore. So they were quarantined on St. John Island. Mm-hmm. So then after they came here. So he, he started, he came to Singapore in the 1950s. And when did you get your start tattooing? Me? Yeah. Tattooing? Yeah. 1974. 1974. Yeah. He didn't so try to make me after, you know, after he arrived, but he waited a few years and then hmm. I came up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, you, do, you, do you remember like, oh, uh, what? At what age did you first start? 14. 14? 14. Okay. One, four. I think 1974, I was 14 years old. I can't, and my maths is really bad. So, yeah. You know, my father saw me. You know, when you come back with your report card? Yeah. School, e- yeah? Everything is red. So, and I said, <laughs> nah, this, this guy got to do tattoo. Yeah. yeah. Hands-on man. Yeah. Yeah. So, he taught me. How How was that process of, of, of him teaching you? Well, yeah, so you being the father, he's always strict. mm and we started learning tattoo even earlier than that. Okay. 14, I started doing tattoos. Oh. So at like what, 10 years old, you know, I started making tattoo machines. 10 years old. Yeah. yeah. He, he's, he's the master. Yep. So he'll say, do this. He'll show you how to do it. Then you do, you know, mm. you make a replica of what he wants. Yep. And they say, you drill this hole, you drill the hole. Okay. You screw this on, you screw this on. That, yep. That's training, you know. Yep. Uh, back then, I think I, one of your questions was, um, how you know we old school way? Yeah, uh, we made our all our own stuff. What What do you mean when you say you made your own like equipment? the machine tattoo machine? We took parts from other equipment and then put it together. We we have a base one yep. right one he bought and then from yep. there we copy. We were the original copy. Okay, you know, now everybody blames China for copying. So so like parts from I guess like a radio, like a TV, whatever yeah. parts you can get your yeah. hands on, whatever part that. It looks like the same thing. We experiment, it works, we buy it and we use it. Okay. Okay, for example, the machine frame. Mm. Yeah, we have one sample. So we go to the machinist guy, he makes it for us. Mm. Back then you can make 10 pieces. Now they say so minimum 1,000. <laughs> Times right. are different now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's less than 1,000, he doesn't want to make. Yeah, yeah. So I would imagine back then because of the scarcity and the fact that you can't just buy it online, I think 
if, if one machine fails, it's, it's, it's a really big deal. You have to mm. find ways to repair it. Yeah, so we make a few. We have spares. Yeah. So we make the machine frame. We get somebody to make it for us. Yeah. And like uh, the spring, we, you know, the one, mm. I, I think you know how, how tattoo machine look like, right? I do know how they look like now. I don't know how they look like back then. Is it similar? Very similar, very similar. But very the similar. setup might be slightly different, but it's similar. Yeah. Back then, it's called the electromagnetic one. Mm-hmm. Right? Where they have the two coils with the thing running. Mm, yeah. The really loud ones, right? Yeah, that's because metal is hitting metal. You know? Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I tried to experiment, make it less sound by putting rubber here and there. Yeah. It worked, but it doesn't work as good. Yeah. And because of that sound, I have hearing problem in my right ear, mm-hmm. which is good, actually. When I don't want to listen to somebody, I just turn my head. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Blessings in disguise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, know, you always look at the bright side. Yeah. Yeah. So we make our own stuff. Now needles. Okay. How we make our needles. Originally, before we learn how to weld them together with a shouldering iron. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my father used to tie them together with a string. Okay. Yeah. You take three needles, we tie them together. And tie it to the bar and you put it in the machine and you had to. And that's your shader. <laughs> oh yeah, shader. Depends. You want shader, you put more needles. You want less, you put less needle. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. old school, really old school. Yeah. And when we get a needle bar, you know those sparkles you you play during New Year? Yeah. Yeah. So when you when you you, you just use it really quick, dip it in there, the metal, the rod, mm-hmm. yeah, it's all straight, right? That's the needle bar. That's how you make needle bars. I would imagine things like tattoo machines these days and needles are all taken for granted if you don't know. Oh, yeah, you, know, like, you buy one and throw away, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't even know how to repair it. Yeah. And that's why they're going for this new age tattoo machine, which is rotary, they call it. Mm. Rotary is actually old school. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it, it came back. Before we had these magnetic ones, the, the one that I used yeah. to use, I w- I'm using rotary now also. Yeah. But, um, well, back then they had that, those rotary ones didn't work as well because people didn't know the technique and blah, blah, blah. Because most tattoo artists back then was some guy off the street, you know, mm-hmm. he decided he won't be a tattoo artist, you know, yep. no, no art background, nothing, you know. Yep. So, but nowadays you get all these artists coming in. Mm-hmm. So they re- replicate what they put on paper or canvas mm-hmm. or whatever. So they use the tattoo machine that way. So this rotary machine came back, but in a big way because it's so modern now, right? So instead of just that one needle with one motor, they, have different kind of configuration. You know, everybody has their version, yeah. which is better. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, to me, basically, you if you're good, you can use whatever machine. How it works, you practice for a while. Yep. If you're good, you're good. Interesting. Yeah. If you're bad, you can't. You can't make a straight line. You can't make a straight line. You can. <laughs> Don't you know, go near yeah. it. <laughs> you can drive. You know, if you're a good driver, you can use any car. You it's can. It's like drive. the auto yeah. and manual thing. Yeah. Something similar. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So you, you you mentioned you started doing tattooing at 14. Uh, I guess you, you started helping out on the shop at 10. Yeah. Were you cognizant of the fact that this is what you were doing? Because I would imagine children at that age were playing soccer, were outside doing things, but you were helping out at the shop doing tattooing. Oh, my parents were really strict. Gotcha. <laughs> See, we, we grew up with gangsters around us. Okay. You know, all, the, all the guys in my kampong. Yeah. We had a little one in, in Bras Basar, you know. Mm. A little small kampong. And then this kampong will hit the kampong across the road. Okay. Yeah, very interesting. It's a very small, like like 10 houses, you know, but mm. they hit the guys from the other 10 houses. So we can't cross. So things like that happen. So my father is like very strict. You don't mix with them. You know, mm. we don't want you going to try it, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Because half of my friends, yeah, they're all triad members. Okay. Yeah, but even their triad members, they're not allowed to get into the tattoo shop because they're boys. Back then, strict. You know, the tattoo shop is out of bounds to the kampong boys or any any child. Is, is there a particular reason for that? No, parents are just strict. 
Interesting. <laughs> yeah, nowadays they they'll bring the children in. Yeah. <laughs> I got a tattoo. You must get one. Yeah. <laughs> like a, like a family thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now now it's like you know if you want to get a good tattoo, the parents will go source for a good tattoo shop. Yeah. yeah. And they go and interview the tattoo artist, and then then they bring the child in. Yeah. Back then, no, you cannot go to a tattoo shop. Mm. You can't even pass a tattoo shop. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, do you remember like the first tattoo you gave? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was nervous as hell. I should remember. <laughs> what was the experience like? Well, it was horrible. You know, you, mm. you was nervous. My father is one of those throw you in a deep end. You know, you survive, you survive. Mm-mm. So he put me there. This guy wanted two tattoos on his chest. You know, that's most one of the dif- more difficult areas to put on mm. if you're not experienced. Is, is there a particular reason for that? The, no. the curvature of it and stuff? Yeah, curvature, you know, and because um, I'm a right-handed, right? Mm-hmm. So it'd be easier for me to do on your right. Instead of yeah. going over to the left yeah. side? and on the left side, I will have to walk, like, you no, know, lean over your body to do the tattoo. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's more comfortable. So and usually the for me, the right will look nicer. Mm. For a left-handed, the left will look nicer. Very interesting, okay. Because you're doing this way, see? So, so like now I'm you're on on your right, so I'll be doing this way, so my arm can rest on your arm. Mm, so there's more control. That makes sense. So I assumed you managed to pull through the experience. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know how, but I did. Okay. Yeah, you know when you throw in a deep end, you, yeah. you you're not gonna die, so you yeah. survive. Did you? Did it take like a really really long time for you to finish, or probably you know because um, the person was in pain, I know for one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it took them long because the uh, first. 15, 20 minutes, I was nervous. I didn't know, you know, when they're putting the stencil on. And you were 14. Yeah, yeah, 14. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 14. So after that, how, was it like a regular, uh, did you get regular clients in? Like Oh, back then, you don't have to have regular clients. The clients come every day, they take a, they just queue. Every day, there's a queue, uh, 10, 15 people, Mm. all sitting down getting a tattoo. And and what sort of uh, people were getting tattoos back then? 80.5% 80.5% is uh, try members. Try <laughs> so <laughs> your related. friends. <laughs> and my friends, yeah. 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 Then uh, the rest were like uh, foreigners. Yeah. Sailors. Um, usually, yeah, back then, you know, because the, you got to remember the Vietnam was still on. Like 70s, 80s, yeah. right? No, yeah. 70s. Mm. Vietnam was still on. No, early 70s was the when, you know, there was uh, the height of the Vietnam War. Mm. So they come here for their rest and recreation. Mm. So Boogie Street was nearby and, you know, so they'll go to Boogie Street, they'll come here and we get lots of sailors back then. Mm. And it's like the place to go, you know. You come to Singapore, you must do wine, women and song and tattoo. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. But how was the, could you paint me a picture as to how, I guess the climate was back then because I keep hearing about how, I guess, Boogie Street is it's very different to what it is now. And I guess- They destroyed it. They destroyed it. How, huh. how, how was it back then? Yeah. Well, back then, yeah. if- if you're under 21, your father won't allow you to go to Boogie Street. <laughs> there seems to be a lot of restrictions back then. You yeah, can't do because, this, no, you can't do that. You see, you see, back then, restriction is not by the government. Mm. You know, people don't blame the government. They take they, they matters into their own. You know, I'm, I'm the father, I should discipline my own son. Mm. Now it's like, you know, the government should do something about it. Please. Things change. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, back then, it was like, your father was like, you know, you're not supposed to do this, this, mm. this, this. You go to Boogie Street, I'm going to break your leg. Yeah, you don't go. <laughs> so, I would imagine with 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 the type of clientele that you were getting, you be, you're kind of like getting exposed to like a world that you don't really know anything about it. Trial members, I guess, sailors, army yeah, people, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I guess when you're doing the tattooing, they will talk to you. Of course, yeah, yeah. 
I'll ask them question because sometimes, you know, usually after school, I have a heavy lunch before I start. So when I don't talk to them, I'll fall asleep. So, you know, I have to talk to them to keep awake <laughs> and coffee. You know? Yeah, yeah. So it was an after school thing for you. Yeah, because, you know, we had school in the morning. Yeah. So after school, we come home. Yeah. And sometimes before I even can get into the home, you know, it's a shop house, right? Yeah. My father says, here's the key, start work. So I like, hang on. Then my mother will come on and drag me back and say, you eat lunch first, then you're going to work. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll have a little bit of words and then <laughs> I'll start work. So I would imagine your your life back then was a bit of a balancing. You have to balance school, I guess getting sufficient enough, well enough grades. Or uh, were you just concentrated on the tattooing? Uh, the grades, I concentrated to, if I can get in the last few numbers, I'm happy. <laughs> So like a pass. Pass would okay. be good enough. Because uh, I think my brain was different. You know, I, what I do you mean by that? I didn't want to study. Because they, you see, back then I didn't understand why I did it. But now I understand why I did it. Like studying or tattooing? Yeah, because if you study too well, you can smart. Mm. Then it drag you into the government. <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound like a torture. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, come on. You, you you can't say what you want to say. You can't do what you want to do. <laughs> you, you know, you can't be natural you know somebody yep. will be looking out now with everybody with one of these cell phones here yeah everybody's a cameraman man definitely yeah, yeah. so you know I, I just came up on the mrt here yeah. somebody was trying to video somebody else for real yeah i was like looking at you why is this phone and an artwork at you know funny angle yeah, you know yeah. like i said on angles so i was like hey and she's videoing something and i was trying to figure what but i couldn't find out what <laughs> maybe it's just one of those weirdies you know? so from from your early teens did you just so after your school, did you just go straight hundred percent into tattooing, or was oh, yeah, that like- yeah, of course. Yeah, the, the shoes fed me, man. Red me, and, pew, and yep. I went in. Yep. My father left the shoes there. I went in there, and then I didn't come out. <laughs> I'm still wearing them today. Very interesting. Um, did you see like a change with regards to uh, the type of clientele you were getting along the, oh, yeah, the years course. and the decades? Yeah, yeah. So you started, or you were saying like. Uh, Mostly, Army veterans, um, uh, yeah. tribe members. What about in the 80s and I guess pushing on to well, the 90s? Well, 80s, we started seeing um, more mainstream people coming in, like, you know, uh, hairdressers, mm. um, artists, you know, like mm. um, TV guys, you know, and police, <laughs> army, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, police, yeah. Um, women, mm. yeah, ladies started coming, getting mm. tattoos. Uh, first, we were used to get only bar women. Yeah. <laughs> From those, you know, those oldies what do you call those um i don't know what you call that bar <laughs> you know those old midnight club nightclub yes all right that's the word like zook no 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 not that kind of club I mean, this club is like you know try it on you know just people. are they still available in singapore i don't i i think yeah they maybe. might still be around yeah they yeah. may be around but i, I now you know when you say club you think of zook exactly you know, yeah because yeah. it's a different generation no, that, yeah. that's called nightclub <laughs> okay. Because okay they operate in at night yep yep fair enough yeah daytime they're closed yep so uh yeah they have a malay word for it also they call club malam club malam mm, night club <laughs> the direct translation i would imagine if if someone from my generation generation hears that they probably wouldn't know what it yeah, is there's yeah a lot of thing like um bras Basar, you know that area it's you got four horse road three horse road you because know. of the okay because back then yeah. it's called carriage yep. right so one horse road is one carriageway, two carriageways. <laughs> Very simple. <laughs> yeah, Sabelo, Sibelo, you know. Yep, yep. Hokkien, you know. They, back then, you tell a taxi driver Sabelo in in nowhere. Mm. But now, you tell the guy, everything's huh? like so. Yeah, now every new you go by what you call 
postal code. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, you put it in postal code, you get there. Yep. <laughs> and so it's different. I, I, I'm happy that I survived this. Yeah, you know, I come from a time where my, my phone was attached to a wall with a cable. Your phone was? Oh, that's fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So you had to run down, you know, somebody calls the house, you got to run down and answer the phone. The phone is in the shop. Yep. And now it's with you. It's <laughs> and you can't, I, I mean, I was surprised myself. When I left home one day, I forgot my phone. I felt lost. Mm. See? Back then, you don't have a phone. You don't feel lost. You kind of have to know where to navigate. Yeah, you have to, to know where to get the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and you want to call somebody and say, oh my God, there's 10 people down there. And, all yep. like, and before we even had card, we had coins. Mm. So you're going to call your girlfriend, you have to have a bunch of coins. Yep, yep. So different. So thank God for technology. Good and bad. Good and bad, definitely. Mm. That's that's how I got here. I didn't get lost. <laughs> Thankful. <laughs> yeah, I got off the train. I, I looked in the, what do you call the Google map and yep. see which train attached where. So I went to an MRT station. I called the guy up and say, hey, I want to go there. So they, they, they told me how to go. Yeah. So I came out here, Google map and said, oh, I'm quite near, I'm close. Out of curiosity, was tattooing ever illegal in Singapore? It was never illegal. It was never illegal. Okay. It was uh, unofficial illegally. Could you explain? Okay. Um, like in the 70s, 70s when I started, right? There was this one time when um, people just came streaming into the shop, not getting any tattoos, but cancelling their tattoos. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't see it personally myself yeah. because I was busy tattooing. covering up the tattoos. Mm. What I mean by cover is depending on your arresting officer um, or the officer who deals with you, you either blacken your whole tattoos, mm. right? Or put lines across. Okay. Or if it's very, if the guy is lenient, you'll just put a cross across your tattoo. Is it like an like a gang affiliation thing that they are kind of forced to yeah, cancel it out? Yeah, but the thing is that from what I've been hearing is that they will come and they will surround the whole Hawker Center and whoever tattoos gets in the, the van and goes to the station and they, and they tell them to, to what do you call, either cancel your tattoo or you get, you get thrown in. Yeah. Which yeah, one you want. So your yeah. choice is yours. They hold back the IC and you go and get it. And then when you come back, they'll give you the IC or show proof that you've done it. That's why if you notice the older people in the like seventies, you know, mm. sometimes you see them sitting around coffee shop with square black tattoos. I've actually never seen that before. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a I mean, rare sight. Yeah. yeah, because I think by the time you want to notice, they're already dead. Like seventies, eighties. Right? Yeah, yeah, well, they're, pushing they're probably. Yeah, I mean, even my neighbor, I like my my father tattooed him. <laughs> I mean, he's slightly older than me, I guess. You know, maybe he was in his teens when he got his tattoo. I mean, his tattoo is also like that, black and out, mm. right? But you still can see, you know, the shape and everything. So you know, I, I look at it and say, "Hey, my father did that for you." Like and then you were like, "Oh, you know, yeah. you're so happy." Was yeah, it like a whole shaming thing, or was it no, just no, like no, a it's just correction thing? Correction, you know, you you they just I think they were trying to eradicate secret society. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know why they call them secret society though. <laughs> it's not very secret. <laughs> yeah, it's not very secret. Police knows all about them, who the headman and everything. So mm-hmm. no, I don't know why they call them secret society. Yeah. I should ask them on there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I would imagine from from the way you were saying, like the the Singapore that you grew up with is very different. Oh, definitely. Compared to the Singapore definitely. now, yeah. Uh, Shenton, we didn't look like that. What did it look like? <laughs> Shop houses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I saw it, they broke uh, everything down and built buildings and they broke that building down and they built even built bigger buildings. Mm-mm. And I'm lost. I go, I go to Shenton Way now, like, okay, I'm in another city. I'm not even in Singapore sometimes. Mm. Are there any still, are there any parts of Singapore that is still 
from my memory, like, it's still similar from my memory. Or it's, are most of the parts are being like changed and upgraded and well, stuff like that. Where I grew up, yeah, Rasmusa, totally gone, <laughs> <laughs> except for the school I studied in. Mm. St. Joseph's, you know, it's still there. Mm-hmm. That, that building is still there. Yep. But yeah, when I go in the building, it doesn't look anything like at all like the original. It's an art museum now. <laughs> that's that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the field became SMU. Oh. The school field became SMU. And then that YMCA, you know, they have it on there. Yep. Right across from YMCA used to be YMCA's, uh, what do you call field. And I think now it's a park or half a park and half a SMU. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. And Dobigo MRC station... Used, don't, don't used to be there. Used to be an old Shivan Temple. Oh. Yeah, Shivan Temple moved here to East, uh, Gelang East or somewhere. Interesting. Yeah, Shivan Temple was right there. So it was easy for me to pray. I'm Hindu, by the way. Mm. Has that affected the what? way you view art and, and, and further on for that? Has that affected the way you view life? What? Being Hindu. No. No. I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm about to say something. I didn't. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It didn't affect me at all because mm. I ate at McDonald's. Well, are you not supposed to? Yeah, you're, you're not supposed to eat beef. Ah. <laughs> but then um, I take it as, you know, McDonald's is American mm-hmm. and cows from America are not so holy. Are not so what? Holy. <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah, because, you know, if a cow in India is holy, mm. so if it's from Australia or somewhere else, it's okay. That's my, 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 my opinion. Yep. So, I mean, I eat it. Yeah, well, for many years, I just had a fish fillet until I got tired of it. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. It's the blendest thing yeah, in the menu. Back, back then, they didn't even have a chicken, uh, mac chicken. They had any fish or fillet or beef. So, yeah. so I would imagine you remember the first time McDonald's came to Singapore. No, I even remember the first time KFC came to Singapore. Wow. <laughs> oh, um, McDonald's- was there a line back then? Were, it, were people like, really excited about it? Uh, yeah. Uh, the first... McDonald's was, you know, first KFC was where 313 is today. Oh. Yeah, it was shop wow. houses. Interesting. Right. Finger licking good, but they give you a fork and knife, you know? <laughs> so and this was in the 80s and the 90s? Yeah, 80s. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Finger licking good. So I went and sit down there and I was like that. And I was struggling. And I said, forget it. And it says finger licking good. So I started using my fingers. Yeah. But then it was hot. Chicken come out of on your table, piping hot. Yeah. You got to wait it to cool down. And it's a restaurant, don't forget. It's not a fast food then. They serve you. They bring, the waitress will bring it. Oh, food that's interesting. And put right in, your, in front of you. Yeah. But this is like the first KFC outlet in Singapore. Until, I think, late 80s also, they did that. Until they decided, you know, it'd be easier. You know, they don't do any washing. <laughs> <laughs> give them plastic. And now they don't even give you the plastic knife and fork. Yeah, they just expect you to use your hands. Yeah. yeah. Always finger licking good, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so am I okay with the voice? Yeah, yeah, oh, perfect. Right, okay. Interesting. Um Hey, but let's get back to tattooing. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. I'm just thinking. 80s and 90s. A and W's came and gone three times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious to know how you got introduced to Hinduism. My father was a new because you do, you can't. I mean, according to what I know, yeah. from my father, you cannot convert. You'll be born a Hindu. Oh, so I I didn't have a choice. Yeah, but I tried all other religion. I went to Catholic school for ten years, so you know, I'm more Catholic than Hindu. 
what it serves its purpose. Being uh, very well versed with the Catholic religion, mm-hmm. when I went to the Philippines, hey, I was a natural. <laughs> what do you mean to, by that? I went to church. Everybody thought I was Catholic because I knew all the rituals. <laughs> <laughs> so when I tell no, 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 I'm not Catholic. I say no, we don't believe you. We saw you in church. Yeah, like, yeah. Interesting. And you want to know why I went to the Philippines, right? Yeah, of course. Well, I did what my father did. My father chased the British forces to Singapore mm-hmm. because you see, back then they were getting independent. Mm-hmm. India, Burma got yep, independent, yep. so the British pulled out. So they said, "Where is the next brick port where the soldiers gather?" Mm-hmm. So they said, "Singapore is, you know, the biggest port in the Far East where the army gather, air mm-hmm. force, and everything." So they said, "Okay, let's go there." So they came here. So the British left. Well, locals start doing getting tattoos, but when I went to the Philippines in the late eighties, there was this thing. Well, they banned chewing gum, so I was afraid they might ban tattoos. Yeah, fair assumption. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, oh, tattoo is. We back then there's like only four shops, so we're not contributing enough to the economy. You know? Four shops. Okay. Yeah, okay. Four shops. Yeah. So four tattoo shops. So all of us are busy every day, and. That's when I decided, you know, maybe I should do what my father did. So pursue the military. So the biggest American base was in the Philippines. <laughs> so I went there. Yeah. And how were the people there uh, getting tattoos? Was it like the same type of people? Um, in the Philippines, I only tattooed Americans. Interesting. Because uh, one, okay, fifty US and fifty pesos a lot of difference. I can imagine. Yeah. So <laughs> my minimum charge was fifty US. So the locals, I was. Price myself out of the local market, mm. but I do tattoo some locals. Yeah, um, when I'm bored. Okay. Yeah, because I live in this place called Longopol Subic in the area, mm-hmm. and the local fishermen they want to get tattoos. So I said, okay, I'll take one for one. You know, one, one fish, one US is one oh. one peso. You know, gotcha. so my minimum for sailors are fifty dollars. For you, be fifty peso. They give me a fish. <laughs> I'm like dinner. <laughs> okay, yeah, dinner. But I had too much dinner. <laughs> I had lunch. I had dinner. I had fish for like what four months straight. Mm. Lunch, dinner, lunch, dinner. Tuna, 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 tuna. Yeah. And I broke out in rashes. Oh dear! <laughs> I couldn't eat. eat. <laughs> yeah, I went to the doctor. The doctor said you allergic to seafood. I said I'm not. So how much seafood do you eat? I said, yeah. well, I take about one, maybe two tunas a day. He said that's too much. That is too, that sounds too much. Yeah, I think I think the mercury in there. <laughs> yeah. So when when was this that that you decided to embark to the to the Philippines? Well, eighty six, eighty seven. Okay. Yeah. And you have been tattooing in Singapore for a reasonable amount of years. Oh yeah, of course. You know, I was like, hey, the best. Yeah. Back then, because <laughs> uh, there was no better. So you know, you're the best. So I I believe I would you know because most of the people that came and get tattoos from me would know me. So I had mm. this idea of even going back, going all the way to San Diego. Ah. Because if I land myself in San Diego, I was bound to bump into someone I tattooed. So I said, yeah, you know, there'll be a fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So I can start business there. So yep. That was my idea. Ultimately, I would go to San Diego, but it didn't happen. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Why? Now they hate Asians. <laughs> back. Um, Is is that so back then? No, no, now. Ah. So if I if I went there in the, say even the eighties or nineties, yeah. I'll probably be a citizen down there already. Mm, mm. You know, because you know you don't come back and forth. It's too yep. far. Yep. It's on the other side of the world. Yep. So I'll probably stay there. 
And assuming in, in the 80s, the internet wasn't a thing. So... Or internet didn't exist. It didn't exist. It was burgeoning, but it didn't exist. So how... I'm just curious to know how you got your word out or got the word of the tattoos out and documentation and stuff like that. Well, simple. Why By word of mouth. Purely by word of mouth. By word of mouth. Purely Even for word. your overseas. Yeah. Interesting. They, they hear, they know, they come. And, you know, they will find me by saying like, okay, you go down to this area, Brass Versailles area, you'll find him. Because anybody down there, even the postman, you know, we, I receive a couple of letters, you know, postcards, tattoo shop near Middle Road. They probably would, if, if an overseas person come, they probably wouldn't know what it is. <laughs> like, a, like, yeah, but what the postman knew where, the, 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 the postman knew where it was. Okay. Say so when the postcard came to the post office, we got, they say Middle Road, so they send it to the Middle Road post office. So mm. Middle Road post office, tattoo shop must be this, this guy. So, you know, back then you don't need an address. The, the, the postman knows you where you are. Now they can't find you without a postal code. Exactly. <laughs> Interesting. Um, were, were conventions a thing back then? No. Like tattoo con- No, not at all. No, at all. Don't even, tattoo magazines don't exist. Oh, wow. Yeah, my first time we ordered stuff from overseas. Yeah. Somehow my father got a catalog. It's two A4 paper stapled together. <laughs> Early days. Yeah. And yeah. that company still exists today. Mm. I just bought something from them just for fun. Yeah. Yeah. Two A4 paper and then you, you get and then they give you one uh, order form. You fill up an order form what you want. Yeah. You send it to them. That takes two weeks. Two weeks later, they'll send you back something. There's a month. You receive a pro forma invoice. <laughs> you take that. You go to the bank, you make a bank draft or you get a traveler's check, wrap it up, send it back. He gets the money, he banks in, then your goods come. Take about two months. That sounds like a pain. Back then it wasn't. That's the only way to do things. Yeah. So you accept it. Pain is when your internet is offline and then you're like, (laughs) how am I going to do this? You know, that's pain. Back then it's not pain. You know, you know, it it will come. Mm. It, because from what your experience, you know, it'll take about two months. So you wait. You make coffee for like 10 days and you drink and you wait. So things were a lot slower back then. Well, f- back then it was fast enough. Mm. <laughs> for that time, it was really fast, you know what I mean? Yeah, but now you say it was slow, you know? Yep, yep. Now, what they call it, look, the no- normal mail called snail mail. Yeah. Yeah, because you got email, right? Yeah. So you got snail mail. Yep. Yeah, snail mail take up forever to get to you, but uh, it still gets to you, right? Forever now is considerably fast back then if you were to compare it. Yeah, forever now is it's like two days. <laughs> back then it's two days ago. My God. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So was it very interesting when you guys found out that there was like, like a tattoo publication and they were compiling uh art, I guess, from from tattoo artists all over the okay. world. Okay, tattoo sh- tattoo magazine started with biker magazines. Mm. Say so the first tattoo magazine was actually part of a biker magazine. Yep. So what happened was Easy Tattoo, uh, no, Easy Riders is a t- biker magazine. So they had a section on tattoos. So all these guys, you know, all the bikers always got tattoos. So they're always like, eh, you know, and they take pictures with tattoos. So, you know, so they had a section on it. So Easy Riders noticed that the sales of their magazine went up when they had this section on. So they decided to make a Easy Rider tattoo mm-hmm. magazine. And that went boom. And then everybody started making their own magazine. And... Now you now you you don't get magazines anymore because nobody buys them. Yeah, you can just look look it up on the web. Yeah, yeah. I used to buy magazines from Japan until like uh, the nineties. Yeah, so you know because Japanese magazines are well, 
very good quality. <laughs> so I mean, it's worth paying, you know, like twenty dollars, thirty dollars for. Yep. Uh, I still have them. Did you have to go to Japan to buy it? No, no, no. I kinekunia. Ah, but you must pre-order though. Gotcha. Yeah, because they only bring in like five, ten, you know, yep. and then it gets snapped up real quick. So you yep. gotta go there, tell the guy, "Hey, I want this one. Reserve one for me." Mm. And they will call you and say, "Hey, our magazine's here." So you go and pick it up. Yeah. Now, so, so I'm curious to know what 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 sort of designs, uh, what sort of things were you tattooing? I guess across the decades. Oh, does does it keep changing? Or? Oh yeah, it changed a lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> just 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 elaborate on that a little. Yeah. Okay, you got. Eagles, tigers, snakes, you know, kind of stuff. Skulls, you know, back then, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe a little bit of mom and dad, you know. Mm, yeah. Swallows, you know. Yeah. Very simple designs because we had like 350 designs on a wall and you can't find one there, you don't need a tattoo. Is it like all flash sheets? Like- yeah, yeah. It was all flash, you know. Okay. Back, back then you come in, you pick one on the wall, you say, I want this. And you yeah. go in there, you get a tattoo. Yeah. yeah no, they won't come in and give you an idea of what they want. Mm. And then you got to sit down and think what they want. Yeah, yeah. And then you tell you, then they say, oh, this is not what I want. Like, oh, you know. So yeah, back then was a bit simpler. Yeah. In fact, it was very simple. And uh, that's, the designs change over the years, but you still do those stuff, you know, because now it's called old school style. Yeah. I think the word is like old school Americana and stuff yeah, like that. They, yeah, yeah. So many. But but back then it was all there is. Tattoo is tattoo. Gotcha. You walk in, tattoo had thick lines, <laughs> color, that's it. <laughs> You get in, you get out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you, know, you come in, you sit down, you talk, and you discuss a tattoo. Yep. Yeah, it all take time. At what uh, point did it change? Internet. Oh, okay. So, 90s, 2000s? Yeah. Uh, in the early 90s, the, the designs came off the wall. So, we put it in, mag- in, in files so we can have more designs. Mm. So, yeah, we just, you, you walk in a tattoo shop, you have like, uh, files everywhere, you know. So mm. you just flip, 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 and you find one, and then you say, "I want this." Then the tattoo artist will take out a replica and make a stencil, and that went on until like uh, mid two thousand. Then the internet came in, and everything is gone. So it's more custom. Yeah, custom. You have to draw something. I used to draw on paper. Now I draw on those electronic pads, like the the iPad and the tablets iPad. And yeah, no, like all the tablets. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So now even me got, had to change because yeah. drawing on paper takes time. Definitely. Yeah, and it doesn't come out as nice. <laughs> because, you know, the, the, the electronic things, they make you better than you are. <laughs> they speed speed things up. Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, and it makes tattoo artists a little more lazier though, though. Interesting. Because they were like, they don't really draw, they just copy, 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 and then they paste your paste there and then yep. the picture. It's like collaging. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then, then something, you know, you take from here, from there, and you, know, you try to, you know, many. And then you draw, maybe you draw a little bit, you know, but not too much. And they say, oh, I created this, you know. <laughs> I don't know. You create, yes, yeah. But the thing is that maybe you create, but for me, is that you're just copying. Mm. Over the years, you know, koi, how many how many different ways can a koi go? You got one on your arm. Mm. Either up or down. <laughs> that is true. Right? And some people put their koi upside down. What do you mean upside down? Well, the koi is drawn downstream. Yes. You take the same koi and put it upstream, it's upside down. Is there a particular so so I've always been curious about this. Is 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 there a particular way like certain elements are supposed to be portrayed as a tattoo? Let's say you, you mentioned the koi going downstream, which is yeah. like, it flows down the the, the no no the, when you draw the koi yeah right some people just take that koi and flip it over so when oh, you look at it okay, you, when okay. you look at it it looks like the koi is doing a backflip <laughs> no that is just sloppy <laughs> yeah but but there's a lot of tattoos I've seen like that mm. and some people don't even notice. Because uh, not everybody out there has this eye for art, you know. Mm. They got something, you know. They have to go through ten hours of pain. They're always nice. 
You know, they didn't want to go anymore. You know, I got people actually halfway stop you know, because it's too painful. Oh dear. Yeah. But nowadays there is numbing relief. Cream? Yeah, there's yeah. numbing cream, which is, I don't know whether illegal, uh, but uh, normally we don't allow, we, unless you bring your own, mm-hmm. then we apply for you. Interesting. Yeah, because you don't know what stuff you're buying. Mm. Right? And then uh, you can go to the pharmacy and buy all this uh, anti-inflammatory medicines so yep. you can take and that will, you know, after five hours of tattooing, you get inflamed. So with that, it will help you. Yep. Probably you don't have that problem. <laughs> um, with regards to, I guess, your, your, your art practice, did you learn on the job? Like drawing, drawing all these different things? Well, when I had to look out yeah, you know, my father had a shop, right? Yep. He did tattoos behind at the back. And then he had this little mini department store in front. Department well, store? Yeah, off? department store off selling everything from cigarette lighters to oh, pens to shirts to underwear. Yeah. Did yeah. it have to be, uh, I guess, covered in that sense? Because these days, a tattoo shop is a tattoo shop. Yeah, but back then, no. It was like he wanted to do both. Okay. So tattoos is main, right? He just have this on the front, you know, like in sell, sell stuff. Yeah. My uncle did that. My uncle, the other uncle did that. Yeah. So, you know, you, you sell stuff in front. So it makes money mm. and pays the rent. I'm sure. Yeah. So, well, when the sailor comes in and they have to work until about 4 a.m. in the morning, I have to, someone have to look after the space, you know. So I'll sit there. And then get, back then we didn't have phone. No phone. No phone, no internet, nothing. Books. So, Magazines. I, well, I tried books. I went to look after the third page and fall asleep. So, you know, I said, nah. <laughs> Even well, if it's a picture book. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The only thing we had going was the cassette. Okay. Yeah, not CDs, cassettes. Okay. No downloads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just cassettes. And then I had like two cassettes and I played that every day for the seven days. Mm. And I sit there and draw. I draw simple things like Mickey Mouse, Donald mm. Duck, and then improve, you know. And then, then these guys will come, you know, while they're waiting for my father to tattoo them. They'll say, hey, can you draw me something? And then I'll sit down and try sketch. That's, that's how I train. Interesting. Because uh, when I was... After school, after, you know, going finishing sec- secondary four, I decided, mm, maybe I should pursue art, you mm-hmm. know. So I, I went to the art school. I don't want to say which one, but I went In to the art. In Singapore? Yeah, yeah, of okay. course. Walk up to the art school, they say, oh, sorry, uh, you need three old levels to get in here. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so I was like, huh? I want to learn art. What has art got to do with three O levels in history, geography, and science? You know. Yeah. But you need to. This is our policy. So I told them something I cannot mention on. on mm. So I walked out, and then I only went back to that art school what four five months ago. Oh. Yeah, I had to get in. You know, <laughs> they kicked me out one time, so I, uh, I I had to I had to get I had to be a student there. So I I, I enrolled in one of their other art classes. Yeah, you know, they say you can use your skill future. Well done. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay. No, I, I know I didn't use that. Yeah. I don't believe in using something that I don't need. Mm. I know the government gives us money, right? But yeah, but if you can afford to pay for it, I just pay for it. Because that money is still comes out of somebody's- Taxpayers. Yeah, some taxpayer, you know? So, you know, it wouldn't be fair. I, I don't want to go like, you know, some of my other friends. They live overseas. They come here for medication. <sighs> you know I mean, that's not fair. Yeah. Because you pay taxes there. Mm. So I, I don't do that. So if I can, I even my, what they call that, vulture? The, G, the GST the, vulture. No, that, that. The hawker. Now you can go and, you know, they give you money to go and enjoy yourself in Singapore. Oh, the, the, the I, tourism I, thing. Yeah. Just, I think, I don't know what something I'm, I, I don't even know where to collect it. 
Yeah, yeah but I'm too busy to, you know, go for all that. So why the the, the interest to, to want to study again? Well, I've seen people doing better better work than me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because I always wanted to do a portrait, right? And I did portrait. It looks somewhat like your mother, but not quite. <laughs> yeah, but so I said, uh, yeah, I got to go for this. So I yep. did, yeah, I learned a little, I mean, I improved after the classes, yeah. So, would you say that you spent, how long have you spent tattooing? For oh, 47 years. 47 years. I think so. And I guess you've never, you've never like to, taken a break? Have you taken a break? Once in a while, go Bintan. <laughs> okay. But that has been, I guess, your career. Oh, no, no. no like, stop and don't do anything. No, 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 I can't. I've got bills to pay, man. Interesting. Yeah, I got to put food on the table. Mm. So has your perspective on tattooing changed across the years? What do you mean by that? How have you, because you, you started at 14. Yeah. And you've continued all the way to your 60s, even up to today. Mm-hmm. I would imagine your idea of how tattooing is would have changed or might have changed across the years. No, it's still the same. You go Which to work. Is, yeah. You do a tattoo, you pay your rent and you survive. That's not... I'm not those artists where they oh, I don't do this. Mm. It's not my style. No, no. Because uh, at the end of the day, it's always, you got to you gotta put them rent in there. That's the biggest problem in uh, tattoo shops, rent. The rent in... Uh, For the, the unit, you know, where you, you have your shop, your rent is quite expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we still survive. Interesting. I never thought that rent would be quite the killer. Oh, you know, it's hefty. Depends where you open your shop, though. Some people will do like in an industrial building where it's cheaper. Mm. But then again, then you only get so many people going there. So you open, you have one in Orchard Road, you kill yourself. Mm. <laughs> okay. I used to be down Orchard Road. Then I gave up. Because of rent? No, they, they kicked me out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they want to revamp the building, so they say go. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, all these new businesses where they only want you and your re- reveling one to their business. Yep. You know, like like they, they need you, they'll have you there. Or not, they ask you get lost. So they decided tattoo is not so important. We don't contribute too much. Mm. Like to their traffic. Mm. I did. Actually, I know I did. Because people don't come into the building. No, those people I tattooed will never go into your building because yep. if I'm not there. Yep. Like when uh, like my last location where I was in Singapore Shopping Center. Mm-hmm. You know where that is? Nope. Okay. You see? But if I'm there, you want to tattoo, tattoo yeah, from you, me, yeah. I would have to go there. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll like how I came here. Yeah. You see? So same thing. So yeah, you bring people into the building, but they don't notice only because they still have this stigma. I think that's one of your questions there, you know, whether they have the stigma. So yeah, there is to a certain degree. Yeah. Maybe more from the older, older people. Because uh, I've seen in trains, you know, younger people is like tattooed, you know? Yeah. Sleeve, you know? Yeah. And yeah. And now they don't like, Move two seats away in the MRT, you know, because you got a tattoo. They used to. They used to, yeah. But I would imagine from what you shared about how people, uh, how the the police would just surround people back then and take them away if they had a tattoo. I can imagine growing up looking, growing up with that particular image in mind. I can imagine, I can understand the 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 the, the fear. Yeah, because and the back then you, uh, it was a stigma because you got a tattoo. Usually, you're bad. Usually. Yeah, usually you're bad. 80% of the time, they are bad. <laughs> uh, but then uh, they, they change, you see. Mm. And then movies doesn't help, you know. Even until today, bad guys always have tattoos. That is interesting. 
Okay, you fair notice, enough. Right? Okay. Now this this one guy called the I, I can't remember what he called it, what something boy. He had his face tattooed like a skull. You know, mm. he died already though. But um, yeah, he was always put in a movie like you know, in Mad Max. I think he was he was mm. one of the bad guys. You know, I mean with tattoos, you always you know like now you see um, those um, drug cartel movies. You know. Yep. The tattooed guy is. They're, they're bound to have a few tattoos here and there. Yeah, always the drug dealer. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. See. Still, still. And um, tattoos, like you say, is more acceptable though. You know, people don't really stare at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You walk around with a tattoo, they say, oh, tattoo. Yeah, that's it. But back then, yeah, well, they were like, they were really afraid. Yeah. But with the, with the fact that it's becoming more widely acceptable these days, do you think it's easier to be a tattoo artist now? Yeah. So easy. You walk in and then the tattoo artist likes you. You ask your apprenticeship, you get one. Oh. Yeah. How was it back then? Oh, back then you got a bag still borrow. <laughs> Is it because... So what was the mentality that... that Why was it so hard to to, to be a tattoo oh, artist back then? Because they're trying to keep the secret to themselves. They don't want to have competition. Mm. Back then, they thought competition is not healthy. You know, it's my rice bowl. You can't yep, take it yep. away. My father thought that way. So we were very secretive. We had to cover our machines. Yeah. Because uh, the machines you buy from the West is always open. You know, you can see the mechanism, everything mm. inside. So my father said, no, no, you want to buy that kind of machine, you must, you will promise me you'll cover it. So I had to sit down and figure out how to cover that machine, make a make a box over it, you know? <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. And it became noisier because mm. you got a sound box, you know, and it vibrates inside and it amplifies. Mm. Yeah, but I had to do it because, you know, my father said, you, you don't do it, I'm not going to buy it for you. Mm. And did it, did you take any apprentice song along the way? Or? Yeah, so many. <laughs> Last count was, I think, 200. 200? Yeah, I mean, it's 47 years. You know? Oh, wow. I was not expecting that number. 200. And... Now my apprentice are taking the apprentice. Wow. So, so what... So, so this has always fascinated me. Like, what goes through your mind when you are first taking an apprentice and... What made you choose them ultimately? Well, first their artwork. If they're good, yeah, I think this guy, this or this girl or guy or whatever now mm. we have this, the others can help me out. You know what I mean? I mean, if you work for me, you you'll definitely you know, bring customer to the shop. You have more exposure to different types of people. Mm. So yeah, I always look for them. So over the years, yeah, I get people. And back then was uh, like in the early nineties was quite busy. Early nineties, okay. Yeah, so people, you know, Singapore was in this heydays, you know, where everybody was rich. <laughs> yeah, not like now, everybody's worried, you know. Um, before SARS hit us, mm. yeah, Singapore was at its peak in the nineties, you know. I mean, uh, was it very different from the the eighties and the seventies that you mentioned? Yeah, you in the eighties we all just broke, <laughs> trying to make ends meet, you know. I mean, yeah. Then the eighties came along and we became richer, yeah. richer and richer and richer. We reached nineties and boom. And then two thousand came, the financial crisis yep. came, and everything went down. SARS yep. came. Yep. Yeah. So now this pandemic. Yep. So so this pandemic is 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 water off your back. Like it's nothing because you lived through so much. Uh, SARS was the worst actually. You get SARS, you die in ten days. Mm. This this one you get, you get a little bit sick here, you get sniffles, and then uh, yeah, some people die, but mm. not as many as SARS. And oh. SARS was come and go, you know, it was so fast. I was too young to remember what, what the impact 2013. was. 2013. It was the same. Chinatown was empty. <laughs> yeah. 
2013 and again this uh, last year yeah i went down chinatown and i didn't know there were that many tourists in singapore mm-hmm. you know chinatown you never you go down you see full of people right they all tourists you go down chinatown now it's empty you see singaporeans there they don't buy things from chinatown mm. interesting with, with regards to your apprentice are they so how how long of a, a duration are we are we looking at with regards to apprenticeship well mine is forever <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> means you you with me, you with me, you stay with me. I'll teach you whatever I know, mm. and then you if you know something else, you teach me. Ah, yeah. But uh, most people know after something they they can start tattooing after three weeks. Is that like considered fast or is that too fast? <laughs> okay, it sounds really fast. <laughs> yeah, three weeks. You know, you come in the first week, you're just doing big skin or whatever. Yep. Now they have practice skin. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you just practice, practice, practice. Yeah, I mean, you might you might be able to draw on paper very well, you know, or you're on pad, you know. But when it comes to actual human skin, human skin got re- resistance. Yep. You got blood coming out. Yep. You got a guy pulling away, you know, yep. moving, you know, talking to his friend. Yep. Yeah, so it's be very different. So, and then paper or, you know, on, on like, Pig skin, the pig is dead. It doesn't bleed. You know, you can stretch it as much as you want. When you're in human skin, you actually got to stretch and get the ink in there. And different people got different types of skin. Yes, that's what yeah. I that's what I found out. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes I do a tattoo on this one guy and looks super. Same machine, same ink, same everything, same tattoo artist. You know, another person doesn't look as good. Oh, interesting. Mm. The skin type also plays a part. And without knowing that, they just jump into the deep end yeah and then after maybe five six years they emerge slowly you know if they're good they'll continue tattooing for another five six years and then they might find something else and they give up a lot of tattoo artists along the way just drop oh they find something else to do you know quicker way of making money yep yeah because now it's harder because you get home artists mm-hmm. or no private studio sorry mm. yeah so you do everything online You chat them on uh, Instagram, then they draw your design, then they make appointment, then they go to the studio, they do a tattoo, and then they go home. Or they you come to the house, or they come to your house. And that is where I guess the dilution of the craft starts because there is no, because it's a lot easier these days. You can just buy the machine. You can you can. Oh yeah, you I can think buy the machine like, online. You can you can look you can up the tutorials online. Set, whole set. Yeah. And they didn't go through, I guess, not not what you went through with regards to building machines and everything, but there's no proper tutelage, like to how yeah. to do things. Um, the best way would be still get a someone to apprentice you, right? They'll at least you get some basic. Mm. Then after that, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you because know? I as I got older in the last like 10 years ago, I was thinking oh, when I get older, you know, be less and less, you know, bad tattoos to cover up. But no, I was wrong. Every day I see somebody coming up to me and says, "I got this old tattoo done with somebody's apartment. <laughs> Can oh, you cover yeah. it?" Nah, okay. Yeah. Some I say no, I can't do this because it's too bad. There's scars and everything. Yep. Yeah. So I say no. Is there a particular uh, type of tattoo that you like doing? Oh, hmm, interesting. Japanese style, I guess. Japanese style. Yeah, Japanese Polynesian. I like to fuse things together. Yeah. Yeah, like Japanese Polynesian, or you know. Oh. What is Japanese Polynesian? Well, they got a koi instead of having the, you know, the the inside of the koi typical scales and yep. they put Polynesian designs inside or you know, the waves have more Polynesian stuff, yep. you know. Or maybe you throw a little, little bit of like a Polynesian background on in on a cup, yep. things like that. Uh, I've always thought that the Japanese designs were 
I guess, a little bit more sacred in that sense. Like, they don't mix. They are, like, only certain elements are supposed to mix with each other. Do you feel that way? or? Well, if you go under Japanese master tattoo artist tutelage or emperorship, yeah, maybe you have to learn all that. They probably kill me for doing what I'm doing. <laughs> Bastardize the tattoos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same with the Polynesian tattoos. Uh, certain Polynesian tattoo artists, original ones, they still do by the stick and hammer thing. Yeah, yeah. They they don't pe- don't like people like me because you're you're mixing yeah. cultures and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, they say this is this, but for me, art is art. If the mm. person wants it that way, if he thinks it's nice, why not? Mm. I mean, they say art has no limits. So what do you can imagine if it can come out on paper or skin or wherever? Why not? So yeah, that should that that's where the younger artists are pushing the boundaries. Mm-hmm. A lot of people saying, "Oh no, there's this many artists." Blah, blah, blah. No, everybody will come up and style. You know, I've seen that happen when um, with original tribal. You know, why I say original tribal was before there was no tribal tattoo. Okay. There's only like celibate tattoo, you know, like, you know, you get a picture of a girl in, in dark and they, they wouldn't call it even tribal. Then it came in the mid seventies. Some guy went into the Borneo jungle and said, Hey, these guys are tattooed, you know? So he brought those designs out mm. and it became tribal tattoos and it then boom and everybody did anything in black was tribal. Fair enough. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. And tribal tattoo are mostly this part of the world, yeah? What do you mean this part of the world? Well, you go up to Myanmar, which is Burma back then, you got people tattooed themselves. Mm. Right? You get people in, in Borneo Island tattooed themselves. You got Polynesian Island get tattooed themselves. You go all over Asia, up right up to like Taiwan. Those Filipinos go through their own tattoos. You know, this this old lady is uh, 105 years old or something up in the Banawi Terrace. She's tattooing with a stick and bone. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it's all from Asia actually. Interesting. So what have you learned um, from the apprentices have you, that, that, that you have taught across the years? What have I learned from them? Yeah. Well, technique, how to use the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> so they teach you tech. La. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> like, you know, when I, uh, Instagram, how do you post for me? And things like that. Yeah. No, but yeah, certain things like, you know, like um, drawing, for example, you know, like, you know, I, because they are from art school, some of them. So they tell me, maybe you can do it this way. So I think, oh, why not? And they, they show me how to use the drawing pad in the, in the first place, you know, like, but the original one was like, you yeah, attached to a cable, you know, yep. and then yeah, the attached to a computer, right? yeah, yeah, Wacom yeah. and all that was way difficult. Yeah. And that's why they call it Wacom, way difficult. <laughs> I never thought about it that way. <laughs> yeah, so I, I nearly bought one, right? And then I saw you lend me yours, you know, I will practice for it. And I said, no, this is too difficult for me. So thank God the iPad came up. Mm. And all this, now they have like 101 kind of pad you can draw on. Yeah. And different apps. You don't even have to switch it. It's just like a selecting yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tick, 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 and do, do. You know, you can yeah. you select your brushes and all that. It was very interesting at first. And after a while, then it was quite difficult when you started. You know, but once you get the hang of it, it's like, oh, why didn't I do this earlier? But with that comes the fact that you have to be, I guess, open and I guess adaptable in a sense. Yeah, I'm always open. I mean, my shop too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you have to be open to technology also. You know, some 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 of the older school art tattoo artists, they say, nah, this is not for me, you know, like I like paper, you know, mm. old school traditional. Mm. But well, why? I mean you're gonna run out of paper sooner. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like now I'm using my printer to print my stencils. Is is that the normal way? 
Well, I went through so many different ways of doing making stencils. That is fair enough. Yeah, yeah. original. I use a pencil. What is that? It, it's a, it's 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 like the stencil ink pencil. Yeah, it's uh, called copying pencil back then, and only one one person in Singapore sold it, and we ran out of it, and you know, like in trouble, you know. So, I used to figure out how else can I use, you know, and I re- remember one time I was using that pilot pen. I one day I just drew and I put. On the skin, eh? Transfers, but it wasn't as good. But in case I ran out of my pencils, yep. But uh, the pencils nobody uses anymore. Yeah, you had to sharpen it and then draw. Nobody, yeah, no, nobody. <laughs> I, I, I still have a few, you know, just for memory's sake. Yeah. And then from that, we they came up with is hectographic ink. You put in your drafting pen, and then you make stencils on a tracing paper, hand drawn. Everything was hand drawn, and then from there they came up with this carbon. Mm. Where you draw, I think that they're still in use today. Yep. And then after that, they came up with a machine where you know the machine is actually an old fax machine. Yeah. Yeah. So you put in the thermal yeah. fax will print it. Yeah. So yeah. So then now you buy an, a printer. Yeah. You put in your ink. The only thing problem is that the 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 the, the warranties they won't warranty your your thing because you don't use the original ink. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At, and you print your design. You go on a computer, you choose select, 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 the size, everything, zoop, print out, it comes out, stick it on the scene, you do tattoo. And with the printer, it's even better because you you can print as you see it with the shades and everything. So it's a matter of just following. Oh, you see darker, you do more. Yeah. You see lighter, you do less. Yeah. So it's actually quite good, actually. But with with the evolving technology across the, the many decades you've been tattooing, does, does it mean that you have to, to, to constantly shift F, shift the way you tattoo as well? No. No. Interesting. Why no. not? Similar. I mean, I, in a way, yes. And in a way, no. Well, I started with heavy lines. Mm. So, this is what I was taught. This is what I did for many years. And it looked good for many years. Mm. Until then, now we are doing like more of an art form where you build, build on it. It means you get a design, like you shade, 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 very lightly, you build, 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 like a portrait, for example. Yep. You know, this part is darker, so you shade, yep. shade, 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 and it gets darker. But back then, no. Dark shade means you just do black. black. Oh. Mm. Just straight black in, and then you blend your colors in. But over the years, yeah, now it's even better with uh, Instagram, uh, with YouTube, you know, there's thousands and thousands of people. You know, I used, I, in the early 90s, when I Google tattoo, you get like 400, thousand likes now it's like 2.5 billion likes or you know hits or whatever yeah. you call it like yeah. searches right? Search, yeah. yeah and then, then now like you know you can just go and search and search and search and videos everybody wants to make a video mm. so yeah and i i remember i had to buy vcd to film no to vcd so the, this guy will say okay um uh what do you call that um a to Z for tattooing. You know, you buy a VCD. So I sit down and watch first 50 minutes. Yeah. I fall asleep because uh, <laughs> they were teaching me what I already know, like how yep. to make the yep. needle, how to put the machine, how yep. to tune the machine. Yep. Like, okay, when is that shading comes in? And he shows you and then bad cameraman. Oh dear. Hands, you know, covering. You can't actually see what he's doing. Then like $300 US. You got ripped off, basically. <laughs> yeah, I felt ripped off, but never mind. You know, yeah. back then there was, yeah, you know, you, they show you, they tell you this, then you buy it. Mm. And, well, you see it in a magazine. Mm. 
Now it's on the internet. You know, you don't have to pay. Somebody's telling you, you have to do this like this, you know, yep. shit. Yeah, it's good. Very interesting. And then there are guys who are very good artists on Instagram. When you ask them questions, they'll actually answer you and tell you that, you know, oh, maybe you have to do like this. You know, this is what I do. It might work for you. might not work for you, you know. I mean, everybody's different. But just just based on what you just said, it the the climate today with regards to tattooing is very different Definitely. in the early like because you mentioned like back then people were a lot more closed off like trade secrets yeah, and all yeah, yeah. but right now because of the internet you can speak to I guess someone in the states you can speak to someone yeah. across the world and share tips yeah but you know what's funny what is people in Singapore not they won't do that that is pretty funny yeah. <laughs> I mean if you are in Singapore they won't they were like uh hi hi ha ha you know like but they won't share tips interesting if you ask them you know like like one incident I had, you know, this guy had a tattoo machine, brand new, you know, like it's the machine right now. Yeah. So I wanted to like, you know, have a look at it. Yeah. Oh, so sorry, I didn't bring it today. You're in a bloody tattoo shop, you didn't bring it today. Interesting. Hmm. So did we, they picked up the bad habits. <laughs> yeah, but, that, but like, that, that's why I never say no. See, someone comes to me, tell, ask me, I say, okay, this is what I know. This is what I tell you, you know, but you, you can approach me anytime. Most people will like try to avoid me because I'm the dinosaur. The old school. Museum piece. Interesting. He doesn't know anything, you know, he's too old to know anything. That's why I my clients are dying or in prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone told me actually. He he said, Hey, you know, when I was he did some counseling in prison and then it's just hey, when I mention your name most people know you. <laughs> like, oh, so no wonder they're all there. No wonder no returning clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like thinking, where they all went to? Yeah, they're all there. Interesting. Yeah. So it's very funny. I, was, I, I, I didn't know until now, you know, like some of them were like, I don't know, probably forever. <laughs> so what, what are your views with regards to the tattooing climate in Singapore these days? Because you, you've seen so much. You've seen how the, 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 the culture in Singapore has grown really from it's 80s, grown, 90s, yeah. 20s, 2010s, now 2020s, really. What do you see now? Like, do you see continuing this uh, this boom yeah, yeah, in, yeah. into the next couple of years? Yeah, yeah. There'll be more tattoo artists will come out, but more people get tattoos also. There's so much more people getting tattoos now. You've seen more people walking around with more tattoos. Yep. Right? But the tattoo shops are not as busy because they're s- spread out. Mm. And some get their niche. You know, like they have this small niche of people. And they're happy. You know what I mean? Some of them will do only what they want. Because I have people who come into my shop and say, oh, you know, I went to that shop. I asked them to do this. They don't want to do for me. I said, no, you know, preference. Maybe they don't like the style. Uh, It's not his style. You know, like they don't like to do tribals, you Mm -hmm. know. Uh, They asked me. I said, yeah, sure. Pay me, I'll do it. So you don't subscribe to the the having a specialty thing? No. Uh, Maybe I don't do portrait because, you know, I don't want your mother to look like somebody else. I use mother because I don't say girlfriends you know, because girlfriends <laughs> more more what they call sensitive. Yeah. So I guess in the future you you're predicting more people getting tattoos. Oh, definitely. More shops. Definitely, but maybe more home shops. You know, like or like a studio where you you have a studio, mm. but you have it for rent. You know, like you know they have to have that that little box shops where you 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 rent a small area where you display your toys. Yeah. I think mm. that was uh, some time back, but they are all gone now. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. There are tattoo shops like that. Yeah, you you want to get a tattoo, the owner will say, okay, come get a tattoo. Then oh, that's interesting. They'll, they'll, whatever you make, you pay percentage, then you go. Yeah. If you don't own a shop, you know. 
You can you can make friend with a tattoo artist. You can then let you do that. But in hoping that you know that your client will know his shop, and then maybe he might come back there mm. another time. So there's a mutual understanding. Mm. Interesting. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on now, and how I know all this because this Instagram, TikTok, <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Are I, you on I, TikTok? I was very close. <laughs> I was very close. I downloaded the app and yeah. I wanted to go and I said, maybe not, not, not today. What? How did you even hear about it? What, TikTok? Yeah. Well, okay. There's two people in my shop now. Okay. Right? One is in his late 20s, early 30s. Okay. Right? And the other one is in her early, early 20s. So yeah, I do get TikTok. <laughs> they tell me about it. My children tell me about it. Yeah, they told me to get on Instagram. I did. Mm. It helps. Yeah, people will search, you know, tattoo. Now, okay, I I still use Google. I'll look for something. I'll go Google and find out, right? Mm. No, no, no. They go Instagram and find. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. They, they use Instagram to search mm. as a search engine. I still do. I, I still have my faith in Google. <laughs> I Okay, okay. Maybe not. Maybe Pinterest. Yeah, <laughs> Pinterest. Okay. Yeah. Pinterest is very good for tattoos. Because it's image based. Yeah, and then you you ask for something like tattoo, uh, sleeve full sleeve tattoos, and you get all that. And then once the the algorithm or whatever catches you on, and you keep on re- yeah, yeah, yeah. keep on replicating, yeah. then you just like go on and on and but on. But I would imagine it's a very stark contrast growing up from the with growing up with the internet being like, uh, I guess more bothered with all these images compared to how you were back then, where it was so scarce. I would imagine it's very different right now. Yeah, it's very, very different. I, I still remember the internet where you had to wait for the dial tone. And you had to download one picture. Dial, it takes yeah. a while, yeah? Yeah, it takes a while. And, well, yeah, you if you accidentally turn it off, then you got to wait again. Yeah. You got to drink another coffee before it comes back <laughs> on. So, do you think that because of the fact that people are looking at Pinterest, are looking at Instagram, and in a certain sense, because of the algorithm, they might be looking at the same things. They might yeah. be drawing inspiration from the same things. Do you think that perhaps there isn't as much originality these days? In a way, yes. Yeah, because I, I do seem <laughs> to get the same, sometimes they bring in the same design as they want. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. But, well, you see, a popular design, even back then, was a popular design. Like a... Okay, for example, yeah. you see a guy with a dragon, right? Mm. And you want that dragon. So you go and source that dragon, you know, from somewhere from memory. You try to draw it, and then that's how we used to make designs. You know, somebody comes in like I used to take pictures of nice tattoos on someone's body and replicate that because mm. you you don't have internet, you don't have drawing, you know. So I take that picture, I put it out, I I blow it up, you know. We go to the local shop, blow it up, or I have this projector that blows up on the wall, and I trace it, and then I redraw, and then put in my own elements. So it becomes my design. Yep. Yeah, they're doing that now also with our iPad. <laughs> Similar, but different, you know, way. Do you think it's important to be original in the art of tattooing? Um, I think you try to be, but uh, very hard because everything is copied. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, okay, for example, you say Japanese tattoos. Japanese tattoos, koi, chrysanthemums. Dragon. Dragons, you know, and a samurai or yep. something like that or some words. Yeah. The, the famous wave. Yep. You know, and... Uh, 
crystal, what do you call it, maple leaf. And a lot of it is based on mythology of like yeah. woodblock prints yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Like a lot of it is translated from that as well. Yeah. So now they come out with you know modern style. They, 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 the koi will be jumping, becoming a from you know, from a koi. They, they have this transition and it, it becomes a dragon yeah. on the top. So yeah, you, different. And now they have like um, you say Japanese design. Now they have pagodas and all that. Last time you don't have. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I bought back pieces. You know, Japanese tattoo back pieces. I see koi, 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 koi. <laughs> <laughs> dragon, 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 dragon. You know, like, okay. Yeah. After the tenth dragon, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, the dragon might look different, you know, coiling around a sword or something yeah. else, you know. Yeah, but it's dragon. Mm. Yeah. So popular designs are like same. Like uh, someone actually sent me one today. You know, the heartbeat, the line with a heartbeat with a heart. Yeah. Yeah. Someone wants that, and it's taken right up Instagram. Okay. <laughs> they screenshot it and send it to me. They say, I want something like this. I say, okay. Uh, do you want to change a little bit and maybe put the initials or something? I, I'll suggest, you know. Mm. They say, no, no, I want exactly like that. And I'll do exactly like that. But usually I try to change something. You know, so it won't look exactly as what they send me. Yeah. So, being in a, in a creative profession such as tattooing, do you do your own art practice outside of tattooing? I tried. I <laughs> drew some tattoo designs on yeah. like, you know, talk back. And after two, I said, nah, this is too much work. After <laughs> two? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, it was interesting. It was nice. You know, I uh, used the, what do you call this, fabric marker. Mm. And actually, I, I did a rough sketch of the design and I did. And so like a more the modern style tattoo designs. I mean, if you look at it, if you didn't know it was a tattoo design, you wouldn't think so. If you're not in a tattoo business, you wouldn't know it's a tattoo design. Mm. You think it's just flower. Yep. And uh, the other one was a Polynesian the uh, pattern. There's so no meaning to it. Though. Do you paint canvases outside or do you? Oh, no, no. Not mm. at all. Mm. Interesting. <coughs> I tried to. Uh, too much trouble. <laughs> I would imagine tattooing to be more trouble than painting a canvas because of the, the medium and it moves. It's such a merciless must, yeah, medium, really. Yeah, but the thing is that uh, I'm so used to it. So I'm very comfortable. Like, uh, like, uh, you said like rituals, right? Mm. So different tattoo artists have different rituals, you know, like before they start a tattoo, like, you know, for me, it's simple. I prepare the design and say, before we start, I have a coffee. Mm. Okay. How, mm. how how feasible is that if you have like three, three, three or four designs in a day drinking coffee? I drink coffee all day long. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, there's always a hot jug of coffee somewhere. Yeah. And yeah, then I just drink. It keeps me alive. I mean, I didn't have coffee poisoning yet. And, uh, Let's hope not. Yeah, but, you know, like I say, after school, you come back, you here yeah, with that, that full stomach, you know, you feel sleepy. That's how we do. Coffee and tattoo, coffee and tattoo. Yeah. Coffee, tattoo, and maybe sandwich. <laughs> I got a little bit of a snack. Yeah. Is there still, this might be a bit of a strange question, but is there still like a bit of anxiety after tattooing for so long when you start in the process? Anxiety? Yeah. In like doing the tattoo? Like, yeah, maybe I'm not familiar with the design. Okay. Or sometimes it's some people come in with, uh, what do you call, um, some mathematical equation you know, that i never seen before. Fair enough. But not, they want it, they want it big. They want it like 2cm small, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. They do that to me. Yeah. They want a tattoo, but it, no, it's too big for me. How, how, how big do you want 2cm? And they want to squeeze everything in 2CM. Or they show you a picture of a guy's tattoo on a chest. Yeah. Squeeze into 5CM. Oh, shit. Yeah. But 
because with the medium of tattooing, because you're working with skin and skin is a medium that changes across yeah, the years. Yeah, so yeah. do you have to push back with the client and say something like this um, it won't, won't work, last? Yeah. Yeah. It won't work, won't last. It will, it will like smudge and stuff like that. We tell them. They insist we still do. Mm-hmm. Finger tattoos, I don't like to do, but they insist I will do. Like on the finger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the finger, like on the, this side of the finger, on the, the, the palm side of the finger. Yeah. Eh? Palm side never works. Because of the, the, the friction and the way you use your hands, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Skin, and anyway, it's too thick and, and the ink never stays. And of course, the internet is full of people with hands <laughs> tattoo. Pinterest. <laughs> yeah, but then if you Google, Google, before and after, hand tattoos, finger tattoos, you'll see the before and after and then you'll decide whether you want. So normally I tell them that, you know, they, are, they tell me something like that. I say, okay, I'll Google this for you. You, you decide now. Mm. If you want this to happen to you, then well, I will do it. I would say that the, the the healing process and the fact that tattoos do change, I think that fact is not as clear. People only see the pretty pictures. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and in the pretty pictures, again, even videos can be edited. What do you mean? Well, if you see the raw picture and the one they, they post online, it's totally different. <laughs> yeah, some artists are so good that their raw picture is good, right? But there's not that many of them out there. There's some, sometimes I've seen like this particular tattoo, right? When they put it on Instagram or even Pinterest, like how did they did that? That blue is like electrifying, you know? Yeah, but then when you do research on sometimes, you know, you just flick, flick, flick. Hey, I've seen that design before. It doesn't look as bright. Mm. Then you understand. Uh, usually, a fresh tattoo when they when you post something is a fresh tattoo, and the, because it's fresh, it looks mm. good. And some then you have to of course edit, and they always look good. And those people who don't edit and pick tattoo looks good is uh, far few in between. Interesting, yeah. but I guess I guess for 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 those in particular, it's more of like the craft and how you do it. That yeah. will make the tattoo look like really and, good after. But even the best of tattoos, right? After many years, you see it will, it's faded. I have this one artist that used to come to Singapore, French guy. Mm. He's very good with portraits, right? His fresh tattoos are beautiful. But some of my friends who got a tattoo after like five years, it blurred up. Mm, interesting. I mean, from distance, you still can see what it is. But they asked me to touch it up and say, no, I'm not going to do it because I don't really know the design. It's, it's faded. It's not dark anymore. Mm-hmm. No? It, when you do it, you water down ink, you know, they mm. call it a wash, you know, yep. and they shade, 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 shade. Yep. It looks good when it's fresh. But after many months, many years, it'll start to fade. And your skin also, like you say, changes. Yep. So yeah, it's very hard to redo the tattoo. But if you want over that with something else, yeah, sure. <laughs> but I guess that's kind of like the unavoidable fact that because the, why why I personally think tattooing is a merc- merciless medium because your medium is a living being. The skin sacks, things might happen. You can die you on might you. get scars. Death is, of course, a thing. Yeah, you know, I have people who actually got accident and the first thing they wake up and say, see my tattoo damage. <laughs> yeah, you, can you imagine you're the doctor there? You're like, what? <laughs> you're not worried about your leg broken? <laughs> I can I can imagine that. Yeah, because to him, like, oh. <laughs> The tattoo was more important because you know they set many hours for the tattoo, right? Yeah. So to them, the memory is still there. Yeah. So that the, the the broken leg is brand new. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Um. So from my experience and in your opinion, do you think tattooing in general is an underappreciated art form? Yes, in some ways, still underappreciated because I know some days when when people walk in the shop and start bargaining with me, I feel underappreciated. <sighs> Does it frustrate you? Uh, yeah, in a way, because 
nine i don't overprice you know i'm i'm quite reasonable i know because you know from from what i've been hearing the younger artists they are charging more than what i'm doing and then these people walk in and they ask me how much you charge and i tell them how much you charge they tell me i'm ridiculous you know like, how can you charge that and i'm like eh. why yeah you know i mean the question is how much i charge yeah <laughs> so they never understand themselves so usually i say no nah, it's not for you do you see it perhaps in the future getting to a point where it's I won't say accepted, but I guess valued because um, in research for this particular podcast, I think Japan, what I found out was that Japan recently uh, allowed it to be legal in a sense because they used to classify tattooing under like this medical thing that only doctors can do it, that you don't have a, you need a medical license to do it, but it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, I think they did that because... Uh There was a lot of pushback. There yes, has always yeah, been a because pushback. Because the, yeah. the general public in China, Japan don't don't really like tattoos. Yeah. Like, you know, I think onsens don't allow people yep. with tattoos. Gyms, I think they used yeah. to not allow it as well. Yeah. So, But that was pretty remarkable that the fact that they changed the ruling so that you don't need a medical license to actually get it. So perhaps that could start changing the, 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 to the awareness. To get it or to actually do it? I think it's do it. I'm not, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, because yeah. there was a big... Um, online celebration that finally that there was this big shift with regards yeah, to I how the, the law treats uh, tattooers yeah but it's funny isn't it Japan is supposed to be a traditionally <laughs> tattoo sh- tattoo country yeah so yeah and <clears throat> we didn't have that problem mm. even back then you know what like I was saying when they were taking people in for cancelling their tattoo but there's no law that says you can't get a tattoo or you can do it. No, you, for me to do a tattoo on a person, there's no, never. If it's a business, I I can do it. I have a business license, I can operate. Mm. Until maybe when the Ministry of <coughs> Edu- Health and all that started, then uh, you must have proper solarization. You know? mm. yeah. But even that, they still don't regulate. They don't, I mean, I have a solarizer machine, right? And that solarizer has to be what they call the... Inspected every year, two years. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, they can explode. That's the only reason they come inspect. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think um, maybe they should look up on this part where hygiene. Because most tattoo shops, I don't think, practice hygiene. I would imagine the good ones do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've always found I mean, like... The guy from home, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But then you can't control them. You don't yeah, know where that they is are. a little bit difficult, yeah. yeah. That's unavoidable, I suppose. If 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 someone will want to 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 cut on a very important measure like that, you can get infections and stuff like that, and that's not what you want. Oh, but uh, the thing is that it's hard to get tat- infection from a tattoo. Is it really? Yeah, 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 because we are not dealing so deep. It's not like a deep cut wound or something. You know? It's just on the surface. Well, in three days you get a scab and it's over. I've seen horrible pictures of like uh, that bubbling is, up or whatever. Yeah, uh, bubbling up. Maybe they are allergic to the ink. Mm. And well, if you want to get into tattooing, you buy the best ink and you get a good needles and you get a good tattoo machine. You know, you and you put some practice in because sometimes it's because <laughs> they overdo a tattoo, right? And they go over and over again or get, go too deep because the ink is not getting in. Mm. So they think we go by going deeper, it gets in better. No, the deeper you go, the worse it gets. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you hurt <clears throat> the skin more, right? Yep. So the skin needs to heal more. So when it heals more, more ink is kicked out. I think you got tattoos, you know, when you scab, the ink comes out, right? Yep. Right. So can you imagine you scab four times, four times the ink gets out. So that tattoo become lighter. And then don't forget, you leave a scar. Mm. So when some of these younger artists, when they're not sure with you we're using lighter colors like whites and yellows, or even red or orange, they tattoo. And they ask me, 
why my yellow became brown? Mm. Uh, because the skin is already scarred. Your scarred tissue is always brown. So yellow become brown. Your white doesn't look white. That's because you you have a scar there. Mm. And because it's white, you can see the scar. Because you have a black tattoo, you can't see the scar. It's too dark. That's, that's interesting. Huh. But does it mean that there are particular colors that do not go well on the skin across, like, let's say, a long period of time? Like, it doesn't last? Yes. The lighter colors always fade first. So, like, the yellows, the whites. I can't imagine white lasting on a skin that long because of sun and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, It doesn't last as long, but, uh, yeah. But... Depend on the person's skin again, then depend whether the person's a vampire, you know. Some people don't go out <laughs> during the day, you know. Yeah. So the skin is like never seen the sun. Yeah. So I, I, I know a guy who actually came back after 10 years. His whites are still there. Wow. It's, you can tell it's white. I mean, it became a bit yellowish, but it's still white, you know. Wow. Whiter than his skin. So yeah, some people can, can actually keep the skin. And also maybe the body is different, you know, they don't absorb the ink mm. in. So I know some people after six months the tattoo looks like it's been there for 10 years. <laughs> I so pity sad. those guys, you know, very yeah. sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know one guy came back four times to do to his touch up. Oh, his tribal tattoo. His tribal tattoo is grey. Tribal? Gray. Yeah. Supposed to be black but it always looks grey. He bleeds too much. Oh, wow. So after the fourth touch up he said, forget it. I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it as it is, grey. Yeah, it's not <laughs> It's a, it's a big piece on his back. So, you know, I, it took many hours to actually... Super, well, it sounds super taxing. Yeah. Yeah, it was painful, bleeding. He bleeds, 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 you know. So, sometimes when we do a tattoo, we know the first line we go and you see blood coming out. I say, oh, this oh. is not going to be a good one. But you can, you can tell. But the but that's something the customer wouldn't know unless you, you tell them after Yeah, the we'll tell them. No, we do the first line and you say, your tattoo is not going to come out as nice because this is the problem. Mm-hmm. Some accept it, some don't. And what happens if they don't? <laughs> well, too bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you now. Yeah. Then you don't you come back, I'll do a touch up for you. Usually uh, we'll do a complimentary touch up. Mm. Well, normally we, you know, the, the thing will fade somewhat after about a month. So we usually ask them come back after two months, we do some touch up. Huh? Which is nice, you know, make it a little bit darker. Maybe, you know, some part I forget to shade a bit darker. When yep. the scab came out, it became lighter. So yep. we, we'll put that in. So yeah, it looks better after a touch up. Most tattoo artists don't like to do that. That's why they make a scar. They go like, you know, one time and forget it, you know, you don't come back. Interesting. But I guess it's because there is, the the craft of tattooing is so, I guess, individualistic. You have your ways of running, mm. let's say a studio, you have your ways of doing tattoo, that there is no, there's no one, sp- there's no one specific yeah. template no, of how no, to no, do no, it. No. There's never, yeah. never been. And then he, when you take apprentice, how I teach my apprentice is different from somebody else. Some will even collect money. Like Is a fee. A yeah, yeah. Like you know, five, ten thousand dollars. Like yeah, school <laughs> yeah. fee. Yeah, yeah. Or you pay by working in a shop. Like a commission? Yeah, you work, you know, for like first two years, you do nothing. You come clean up the shop, you clean the place, you make arrange, you yep. take appointments, and then you just then all on your own expense. Mm. And finally after a year, it will start teaching you. But I guess it's to each their own, right? There yeah, is no yeah. right or wrong. I mean, the person, the apprentice has to accept. Mm. You know? I mean, I take an apprenticeship, you know, but a lot of people, after one week, they want to leave. Say, so I'm not teaching them the right way. So I ask them, what's the right way? Mm. They want to be a tattoo artist starting earning money in one week. That- That's impossible. <laughs> impossible. Mm. So to, to that, 
what what's what's kind of like the 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 time frame like uh do you remember like let's say for your best apprentice what, what was the time frame from the start to the end where he actually started tattooing two months mm. two months is really fast two, uh, he's already an artist gotcha yeah he he does airbrush but, but to pick up the the craft of tattooing two months i think that's pretty fast <laughs> well it's um well if you you can handle your airbrush or you can handle your uh, any other drawing instrument well after you hold the tattoo machine when you get a hang of it yeah, how quick you get a hang of it that's how quick you you become good and then after that you improve i mean of course in the beginning you do make mistakes here and there but some of the mistakes are hardly visible gotcha yeah like maybe you didn't shade properly or you know the lines are a little out and you do a little darker down there yeah, cover you can it fix up. on that yeah, basically yeah, yeah. so yeah i got this one guy who's from france he came here on <laughs> like a stay mama or something like you know his girlfriend was working so he was doing nothing he was was getting tattoos <clears throat> so he asked me this question do you think i'll be able to tattoo i said well you know this design you drew yourself right yeah you can draw this you can do that too you know he, he was surprised he says you know there are two shops in his hometown he asked they say no you're not good enough mm-hmm. so i told him the reason because they are afraid they're afraid that if this did that they mean this guy is go good he'll take all the business away yikes yeah so uh, I told him no. I'll teach you. You get good. You go back and you ask. You show your work to these two guys. Whoever takes you gets is the winner. So I guess the mentality of being a bit closed off with trade secrets is not uniquely Singaporean, lah. No. no, because it's across. Yeah, it does. But like I said, the Singaporean don't share lo- locally. It's because they don't want to have competition. Mm. But I don't care. And you've always been like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I changed. You know, my father wasn't like that. Mm. Uh, change in 1982, I guess. Uh, so this article came out in the Goodwood Journal. What's Goodwood, that? It's an in-house um, hotel magazine. Okay. They want to write an article on a tattoo shop. So they came and approached my father. I said, yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it. He said, no, you know. I said, do it. He said, you don't do it, I'm going to do it. So he, he couldn't lose it. He couldn't lose out, right? So he said, he said okay, sit down. Yeah, it was, he was proud after that. They gave him the magazine and it's still hanging in my shop. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's when we started opening up. And I say media will always be media. Whatever you say, someone will like it, and someone who's gonna you got haters and you got likes, you know. Yeah. So you cannot prevent that. So yeah, I started talking. I never stopped. That's why when you call me, I say okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm really thankful for that. No, I I gotta let my story out. Anyway. So apart from having to pay rent and all. Why continue tattooing? Why not retire? I don't know what else to do. Yeah, I thought of you know wearing a dress and go to Orchard Towers, but I don't think I know when there'll be any takers there. <laughs> nah, that won't work. Yeah, yeah. No, I just you know it, was, it became a way of life. It's routine. Mm-hmm. I still do it, and then and I go on holiday more than five days. I get itch to uh, tattoo. Yeah, come back and work. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I find peace in a shop. Outside, it's like you know, I go on holiday is nice, but I somehow sitting in a shop, you know, even doing nothing, you know, just browsing the internet and then try drawing someone's design. Yeah, it's nice. It's a way of life. Yeah, so it became a way of life. You know, after so long, right, if you ask me to do anything else, it's a bit difficult. I thought of it. You know, what am I going to do if I retire? Yeah. Nah, I think I'll just do this and drop it. 
was did your dad do do the same thing? Did he just tattoo all the? No, he taught well? me and he say, "Oh, you're gonna do. Then you give me money and you work." And then he stayed at home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's so it's a stark contrast from how yeah, yeah. how you're how you're doing it. No, I I I can't stay at home. I mean, I can stay at home you one two days. Can, yes, yeah. yeah. But circuit breaker taught me how to stay at home. <laughs> yeah, even then I had to go out. <laughs> And you couldn't do any tattoos during back back then when it started, but, right? When during the circuit breaker? Yeah. Nope. No. So how were you coping? <laughs> well, I became Lala Move driver. Okay. Yeah, okay. I went out, send food to people's house. Yeah. Yeah, I had to do something because I need to get out of the house. Yep. I went to the park. You know, when they say you can go to the you park can, yeah. exercise, the park was crowded. So I said, Nah, this doesn't work. So I was sitting in a car is more more. At that time, we didn't know how bad this pandemic was, right? Yeah. So I think sitting in a car by yourself is safer. So I enrolled myself in Lala Move and mm. I started sending sending food to people's house. All the way up to the fact that they allow, I guess, more shops to be open and stuff yeah. like that. When they say you can go back to work, you know. And uh, in between staying at home, I was drawing. You know, lots of people when they cannot go anywhere, they start getting tattoos. I get a lot of messages coming in. I, w- I want to get this tattoo mm-hmm. as soon as you can. So I said, send me the design. I, I was busy drawing actually during that circuit breaker time. Yeah. Drawing and drawing and drawing, you know, and making tattoo appointments and stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah. Circuit breaker was interesting. Spending is very interesting. I mean, it hurt a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, we had good support from our government, so we didn't hurt so much. But would it be like, I think... The, the the circuit breaker period kind of like put a break on everybody's lives. Nobody can travel. Nobody can do anything. Nobody, I mean, work is a bit sketchy because unless you're able to work from home, you kind of can't work as well. So what has the past year taught you with regards to how how you see things? Well, we prepared. Come again? How we prepared for something that's going to come up your, from behind. Yeah. Mm. Because nobody expected this to happen. So yeah, now we have to be prepared for the next one. I was prepared. How so? Uh, yeah, you saw SARS, right? I don't really remember it. Yeah, but much, yeah. SARS didn't be as bad. But uh, you know, a lot of people stopped coming to the shop because they were close contact. Yep. Yeah, things like, you know, taxi drivers didn't want to take passengers, you know, things like that. I mean, like, it wasn't as bad, but you know, they were afraid. And when even for me, Back then, we were not required to wear masks. But mm-hmm. when somebody comes in, you want to get a tattoo, I'll put on a mask because I don't want them to cough into my face. Mm. I mean, some back then, the before SARS in 2014, was it? Yeah. yeah. Um, people used to come in the shop. I tattoo them. I go home. I get I get a flu. Oh, wow. They, they come in with running nose, they're coughing, yep. and they say, it's just a flu. Yep. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't take any. But yeah, I do feel sick, you know, after that. So when SARS came along after that, a lot of people stopped doing that. Yeah, it's a good thing. And now, now this happens. I remember I coughed one time for, you know, when you drink, it gets into the wrong channel in your throat. You start coughing. During the SARS, I coughed. The whole area was empty. <laughs> <laughs> and I start walking towards them and everybody like, move away. And this guy was coughing, you know. And yeah, the SARS was deadly. Yeah. Yeah, so people were afraid. Yeah. But now in this pandemic, everybody wear masks and in business as usual. Have you seen how the malls are crowded? Yeah, a lot more crowded. Yeah, I know. You know that to trace together app on your mm. phone? I didn't, I didn't know how many people had it on. You know, like on a weekend, if I go to, into a mall and come out, I got 700 contacts. I, <laughs> I, I, did I pass that many people? <laughs> that, yeah. that that could be a bit worrying, actually. Yeah, yeah. But because we had so tight control, right? So mm. we were actually very lucky. Yeah. 
interesting that the reaction, uh, let's say for SARS compared to this, was apart. But I guess SARS kind of happened at a time we were a bit no, unprepared. N- nobody knew what to do. Yeah. So that was the preparation for now. Is it? That, that's how I, I feel. So mm. so I'm prepared. Like you know, in the next one, you know, you have money saved up. You know, things yep. like that. You have to. You don't just like. I think a lot of people got caught off guard because they overspent. I guess coming off from 2019 to 2020, I would imagine 2019 is a good year. People would just. I don't think people would assume that a global pandemic would shut the world down for yeah. X number of months. I don't think people would anticipate that. Yeah, yeah, expect it. Tattoo is being shut down. Mm. Yeah, I think right now like clubs are still being shut down. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, clubs are shut down. They have to do food delivery you now. Mm. Yeah, good. Everybody have to survive. They they'll find a way. We are humans. You know, we always survive. Mm. I think I think that's the that's the one trait that I guess we can we can all learn to be a little bit, a little bit more resilient. Yeah, you have to be. Yeah? You know, you'll be dead. <laughs> so in in closing, I'm just curious to know what has tattooing taught you throughout all these years. Well, for one, to be humble, because mm. you don't know who walks through your door. Because there are people who walk in my door. After when you find out who they are, you're like, my God, I have politicians walking into my door. You know, they're from neighboring countries. And wow. I didn't know they were. Yeah. They were the nicest people I know. Mm. And then the name, you know, like, then somebody tell me this name is very, you know, that from the same same country. And then they say, this guy, very familiar, you know. And then I Google and then, oh my God, this guy is this. Wow. Yeah, like, you see, or like, uh, this guy is like a president of a, you know, bank. He comes in his shorts on a Saturday, you know. <laughs> With a torn T-shirt, you know, yeah, he wants yeah. to dress down. Yeah, yeah. So he walks in there, you don't know, you tattoo him, and then after that, he gives you his card, and like, oh wow, <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> to be humble, yeah, humble. You know, you some some. I, I mean, I've come across people complaining to me. You know, I went to the tattoo shop; they were just assholes. Mm. Oh, am I allowed to say that? Of course, mm, yeah. Okay. Because I know the last time somebody said that on. On radio, and you, you get a lot of trouble. Does, was that in the like early 2000s or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is not as much of a swear word these days. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just because someone on my mouth. Yeah. Yeah, they tell me that, you know, like, oh, this guy was like that. And I says, you know, I, say, I don't know. They are different, you know. And we, sometimes they feel like they are very important, you know. They're two artists have this thing, you know, like after they were successful, you know, for a few years, they feel like they're up there. No, don't ever think that you're up there. You'll never be up there too long. For now, yeah, you are there, but you'll be down. I've seen many other artists from uh, other parts of the world. Same thing, you know, they were very arrogant. Like the one earlier I told you about the the tattoo machine owner. Yeah. Yeah, same thing, you know, he was very arrogant. So he got it. But but, but something like being humble, I think it's important to know outside of tattooing as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> in tattooing, because of these experiences, I, I feel like you must behave yourself, you know, be nice to everybody who walks through the door. I've always felt that, I think I think before I got my first tattoo, it always felt like a hit or miss. You hear stories where, yeah, the the, the shop owners are a little bit rude or arrogant yeah, or yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But I think my experience with regards to going to getting a tattoo has mostly been pleasant. In fact, they've been very nice actually, accommodating and they, they talk a lot about the out of tattooing or the craft really that's how I learned about oh you can have different skin uh, some some skin takes colour very well or some skin don't take colour very well which is all very interesting yeah yeah because those artists like come you when you walk in a shop sometimes they ask you what do you want you know 
Mm. Are you walking a tattoo shop? What do you want? <laughs> oh, tattoo? <laughs> yeah, Probably. Yeah. I mean, a question like, what do you want? No, yeah. I want a chakra with you. I mean, you know, you know, they can't, they, they will put a person off. Yeah. You know, like, okay, even until today, someone who doesn't have friends who got tattoos, to walk into a tattoo shop is still intimidating. Mm. You know what I'm saying? In the back then, yeah, it was very intimidating. You know, because tattoo artists are supposedly triad control, you know, that kind of thing. But now it's business as usual, but yep. people still have this, you know, idea that tattoo shops, tattoo artists are, you know, fierce, you know, things like that. So when you come in, we usually are saying, what can I, how can I help you? You know, like, oh, this is different. And mm-hmm. then, then, then you can see them, you actually could see them put their guard down mm. when they walk in the shop. After, you know, f- f- brief introduction. So that's what you learn. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Um, where can people find your works? Where can people find you on Instagram? Can you please share your socials? Okay. Instagram, Body Decor Tattoo. Body Decor Tattoo. Yeah. And I think we have a f- Facebook page with the same name. Mm. And of course, Google. Okay. Yeah, we put an advertisement there. Okay. But right now, I didn't pay them, so... <laughs> It's not running. <laughs> do you do you have a personal uh, Instagram page or is it all on? Uh, no, it's uh, it's linked. I have a personal inter- Instagram page, but it doesn't work. I mean, I don't post anything. Gotcha. Because I I don't like to post my lunch and dinner. <laughs> no fans of that. Uh, I mean, you know, right? Lunchtime you see full of food, photos of food, and I get tired. Yeah. yeah same thing. So like, I guess I do have one last question. Um, how do you keep up with technology? The fact that you've seen technology change throughout the years at such a pace, do you foresee yourself catching up to whatever's next? Yeah, what, what comes I, next of Instagram? Yeah, I look up on Instagram or even equipment. Mm. Tattoo equipment, I'm always looking for what's next and what's new, you know. And when I look at it, I will like ponder, shall I get it, you know. I, I mean, I have like, what, 300 machines? Oh. Uh. Is it like functioning? Yeah, or functioning. do you just swap out as and no, when? No, no. All, all, all working. Okay. I bought it because I like it. You just accrued. Yeah, yeah. You know, years, like you uh, say, wow, this is nice. You know, like a bit expensive, but yeah, I'll get it, get it. Now, I mean, I got a few machines that you know, look damn good on, on the internet, but mm. after you buy it and use it, <laughs> it didn't work for me. Can I scam? <laughs> yeah, but no, it's not really scam. I mean, I don't know whether the pictures they post doing that the machine is real, but you know, yeah, I bought it and maybe I don't know how to use it well, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but usually there's this even this Instagram page, you know, where people trade tattoo machines. Oh. Yeah, interesting. But I didn't want to put that up. I, I buy personally for myself. I want to have it. Yeah. Yeah, I even have my first tattoo machine for my father, you know. Gold-plated. Somewhere. No, no, it's not. It's both different in the box. Okay. Yeah. Do you for... So, I hadn't had this conversation with you. I, I wouldn't know the, the lengths that people used to go through to get, let's say, a tattoo machine. You had to scrap certain parts together. You fix it together. Yeah. So... I'm just curious to know because of the the way things are progressing with regards to society, like uh, with regards to phones, you use one for X number of years, you discard it, you throw it away. So the idea of preservation, I'm curious to know that do you intend to preserve all these different memorabilia that you have with regards to the history that you have of making, like you say, you still had the first machine that you made. Like, do you foresee yourself perhaps doing something to preserve all these in a, in a, in a museum or some, some way? Well, I don't know. I'll, I'll have it with me yeah. for now. Yeah. But uh, not many people are actually interested in old stuff nowadays, you know. Debatable. No, no. Well, no. we're sitting in the vintage shops of teas from the 80s, 70s, and 90s that 
yes. are, are going for a price. Yeah, different. How so? Tattoo artists are not that kind of people. <laughs> they are a bit more on the you know like why should I pay so much for you know a used product? Mm. Yeah, they will go for a cheaper. You know, if, I mean, if I put my old tattoo machine, they won't call it vintage. It's the old tattoo machine. But it's the history. Yeah, it's not interesting. Maybe some people in the West might, you know, but no. But now this is like you have to have brand. There's oh, collaboration. Even in the tattooing. Yeah, there's this this tattoo machine that costs like what fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, it's Louis Vuitton box, and it's angry. why. <laughs> yeah, I know why. It's the same machine. Yeah. It works the same way. Yeah. It hurts the same way. It bleeds the same way. But just because it's an LV brand on it, it costs 15 Yes. Yeah, the box is from LV. Yeah. And the machine is handcrafted by some famous handcrafted uh, tattoo artist. I uh, know, uh, craft. Uh, I mean, handcraft, they, they engrave yeah. the machine. And it's special. So it's 15000 And that is absurd from your point of view. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, why you want to hear? I mean, if you're not put in a box. Now, this, they do collaboration. So the, the idea is I buy it for 15. It's like 100 only. So the price will go up. So it's an investment. Yes. Yeah, but then if I have $15,000, I'll buy something else. <laughs> Not a machine. <laughs> I have 300. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can use any one of them. I think the idea of, because I don't think there are a lot of people in their 60s tattooing, especially f- with the legacy and the history that you have. So I think the idea of pres- preserving, I guess that little part I, th- I would imagine it's quite well, important. I'll, I'll think I'll give it to somebody else and who is more interested in preserving it than me. Yeah, see what happens. You don't make your own tattoo machines? No. Not I anymore? Tried, uh, until like t- t- 2000, I still did. Okay. I bought parts, you know, from... from Because certain mach- company makes certain parts. Yep. Very good. But the other parts are not so good. So I try to like, you know, fuse them together. Like I did what you did uh, back yeah. then. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I thought it was a bit, pretty good. You know, it works very well. But then again, then there was the, that time when they were going into the rotary machine thing. You know, so rotary machines came up and I was like, hey, this is lighter because now they are making with what what fiber, what carbon fiber and stuff like that. So it's very light. And it's good for old tattoo artists like me, you know, because our hands get really hurt when you mm. hold, hold the heavy ones. Yeah. Yeah, I know I got machines that are like 300 grams, you know, like now the machine is like 70 grams. Oh, shit. So it's light. That's significant. Yeah. yeah. That one I bought for like almost a thousand dollars was 45 grams. Oh, wow. It's made of titanium. And yeah. the best part, it's too light. <laughs> yeah. Because I would imagine you have a few for like the, the heavier ones, right? Yeah, oh, I have about 300 of the heavy ones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all heavy until I start buying the young, the lighter ones. I have this one from, uh, I can't remember the name. It's plastic, made of plastic. And it's a bit noisy, but it works. Yeah. I just bought it because I thought, oh, this is nice. Looks nice. I bought it. And I got two of them. And I still use it sometimes, you know. Sometimes you just feel like changing your tattoo machine. Does it, does it affect the final? No. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> it's the way you apply it, you know. Because you must know which machine you're going to use and how it works. Oh. All right. All right. Um, You can find Richard at Body Decor Tattoo. Huh. All right. Thank hmm. you for your time. Thank you for the conversation. All right, no problem. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode and feel inspired. If you enjoyed what you heard thus far, do give us a follow on Instagram. And don't forget to share and subscribe. Stay tuned for the next episode.